Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of um, the Anything Goes podcast. I'm your host. My name is Adam. And today, um, my guest here, is, her name is Raisa. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, it is. Yeah. All right. Want to say hi? Hi, guys. It's Raisa. Okay. And I feel like um, when I started this podcast out, uh, wh- one thing that I didn't think would happen to me was how connected I feel to people because I feel like um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to speak to that many people or like meet new people if I didn't make this podcast and I feel like um, you joining me here today is definitely an example of that because I don't think we'd ever have spoken a word to each other let alone meet each yeah. other ever if you know I didn't make this podcast and invite you on so I feel like number one thank you for joining me and number two I'm just I'm grateful that because of this podcast, I get to hear your story. And your LinkedIn file, your profile, it says, you know, foreign exchange investor and Forex. Mm-hmm. And but the thing is, I found out about you through your World of Bus article. And yeah. before we that, I just felt like there's so much more depth to your story than just being a Forex exchange and investor as, as, as glamorous and, you know, <laughs> cool as it sounds like. I definitely feel like there was just so much more depth to your story that I'm not even doing this for people to listen to it. I'm doing this because I want to mm-hmm. listen to it. We're the same age, you know, like you're, you're born in 2000, oh, really? right? Um, yeah. 2019? Yeah. I'm, born, yeah. Yeah, I'm 19, turning 20. Cool. Too. So we're the same age. And yet um, you're, you're, you know, you're doing so well for yourself. So I, Oh no, I feel like everybody's as inspiring, you know, but yeah, yeah. Had a very crazy journey. I think. Yeah, that, that's why. So, anybody that, again, before we get started with every anything, I just wanted to mm-hmm. say that like um, anything, anybody that, because I feel like um, in this day and age, especially young people, they're very, they're very, not very. Is this they? I feel like we've all just put in a like a trap, which is going to college and getting a yeah, you know. Job and all that and I've had uh, I have an older sister who you know did the whole normal degree and mm-hmm. internship and working and Me normal thing. and um, I I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with that I feel like it's the safer way or as that's what people call it but yeah. I feel like anybody that's able to step out of that system just like you did had already has my respect because uh, I'm very very good at um, being told what to do and <laughs> I think what yeah. I said, like I've always been a Adam study and get grades. Adam do this, do this, do that. So like wow. the moment, I, the moment I left high school and people ask me, you know, what, what are you gonna do? And I'm like, I don't know. I've mm-hmm. I've I've never actually had to decide for myself. So you know, mm-hmm. anybody that is my age, even younger, even slightly older, or you know, that's able to just make something of themselves, regardless of mm-hmm. whether they had help or not. It has my respect because I feel like it's very difficult mm-hmm. in in this day and age. So, again, I just before we start, I just I you Thank have my you. regardless of you know I I don't know anything about you except from what I've read from mm-hmm. the and what we're about to find out throughout this episode. But yeah, just wanted to say it's it's definitely an honor speaking to you because again we're the same age mm-hmm. and like. Thank yeah. you, Adam. But you too, okay. You're doing so much for yourself as well. So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying, man. Uh, but anyways, mm-hmm. just um, for the first question we that I feel like everybody 
that has read your World of Buzz article, you know, yeah. I feel like it's fair to say that you were heavily involved in like the partying night life life lifestyle and the clubbing oh, and all that. Which, which, um, might I mm-hmm. add, right now I don't see a problem with it at all because I feel like mm-hmm. the problem associated with clubbing and this that blah 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 whatever is that. Yeah. It, it, it it's full of um, people that only people that go there are like losers and like they're wasting mm-hmm. this that but I've met the smartest you know yeah. people going on the UK I've met um, you know the, the the most nicest people in yeah definitely like passed out on the on the curb outside <laughs> of the yeah. I've definitely, you know so I feel like and I'm not gonna lie like when I was like 16 I definitely was like oh my god clubbing is so like blah 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 but of course. You know, I, I, it, I feel like it's wrong to judge a person just based on that. But anyways, um, yeah, it's, it says, I mean, it says on the, again, we're the same age. So it, mm-hmm. it's obvious that you started way before you were supposed to. If, if <laughs> I can, I can yeah. say that. Yeah. So I feel like a young kid, I say young, but we're the same age. Okay. okay. But um, I feel like a, a person who started that early definitely had something they were running away from or some sort mm-hmm. of something that they were suppressing by going through um, the, that, that, that lifestyle. Because uh, I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie, I've lived a very, I would say a very, not as mm-hmm. problematic life as I think. I've never had to go through many things other people have had to. So I don't know, I've just never yeah, had to, to like rebel or I, mm-hmm. I was a happy kid. Yeah. So do you just have okay. anything that caused you to, Mm-hmm. Well, definitely, it was definitely just school, you know, as you said, like you did really well in school, but I didn't have that place where I could flourish in and really like feel happy, you know, for like yeah. my whole life, maybe up to when I was like 15. Mm-hmm. So then when I found like partying and just this like crazy life at 15, then I just, you know, really indulged in all those behaviors. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. And how successful was that lifestyle from just uh, covering up the maybe mm-hmm. the, the 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 feeling of the feeling lost or the emptiness or the sadness you had in you? Did it, it help at all? It did help, but it was a very like fake and non-sustainable way, you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. so yeah, it fizzled out really quick. And especially for me, my lessons came like when I was 17. So maybe two years of just like partying and going crazy. And Mm -hmm. then, yeah, and then my lessons came, you know, and it was mostly when everybody else was like thriving or in high school. And I was just like a dropout, you know, and all I did was party. So it was really sad for me at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so it was very fake and it's just very like short lived, you know. Yeah. So um before obviously um you suffered a car crash that yeah altered your lifestyle but before we get into that in the two year span you said two year span that you were like uh, clubbing and this that is that did you mm-hmm. feel like a sense of um in our retrospect where you look behind and if and like you just feel like that this is not the way to go or of course you- of course I felt very, like, I didn't fit in, you know, like, with the group mm-hmm. I was with, and everybody was just, like, partying and, you know, doing everything else, and I was just trying to fit in, because I didn't fit in in school, and I wasn't, like, good in my grades, 
so yeah actually I was just more so like finding myself but then um you know I mean I sound so spiritual saying that but yeah that's actually what it was you know I was just trying all these different things and then obviously like um performing bad actions all the time like led up to the car accident you know Mm -hmm. and okay just in a nutshell um Mm -hmm. take, take me through the car accident like uh you know you can summarize it as short as you want or expand on it as long as you want oh the night or yep um, yeah the night. well okay actually before the big car accident i had a lot of like warnings from like the universe you know like i had it happen a few times but like small accidents you know yeah. and then like so when the big one came it was more so like this was already sort of coming you know mm. so anyway so uh, I remember the night, like, it started out in Publica. You know, I was drinking all day from yeah. the morning. And mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, from Publica, like, I think we were leaving to Trek or somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I was really intoxicated getting into the car. But I just remembered I, like, really loved those car rides, which were really dangerous. You know, it was kind of, like, my fault for getting into cars with people who were intoxicated yeah <laughs> but then um yeah I thoroughly enjoyed it and then like I remember I was getting into the car and I was so excited to go to track or wherever we were going and then um I think I went to sleep you know and then yeah. I woke up like and the car was like totaled and then I was on the side of the road and there were people like around the car and they were stealing stuff from the car and it was oh. just so bizarre like <laughs> I just don't even understand. And then, like, even my friends that were in the car, like, ran away. So, I was, like, so... It was just... Like, it really shows, you know, like, um, obviously, bad choices, bad people, whatever. Yeah. But then, um, yeah, and then people were stealing stuff from the car. And then I was, like, trying to move, you know. And then I couldn't mm-hmm. get up, you know. And that was a very life-changing moment for me, like, just when I couldn't move, you know. Yeah, I and... Yeah, and for the people that are listening that are a little confused, basically, you became paralyzed for a little bit after this car crash, right? Oh, yeah. It it broke my spine, but then I didn't know, obviously, until I got sent to the hospital. Yeah. So, and, uh, yeah, it paralyzed just, me. Just um, paralyzed, like, from the waist down or the whole the whole body? So, actually, it was my legs, and then I was numb in my hands as well. Actually, like, uh, a little bit. But I could still move my hands, but then it was more so just my legs. Like, I just couldn't move at all. Okay. So. And, um, I, I, I feel like it's it's fair to assume that, I guess, in the hospital, you were definitely, mm-hmm. like, what have I been doing this past two years? Or oh, of course. Feeling? Yeah. Because, it really um, forced myself. Yeah, yeah because um, I definitely have never been paralyzed or in a serious car crash or any mm-hmm. car crash, for that matter. But, um... Mm-hmm. A little while ago, I, I I was in the hospital because uh I went Aww. to get I went to get my tonsils taken out, but the surgery went Aww. the surgery was fine, but after the surgery, long story short, um I swallowed some blood and I couldn't breathe. Wow. And, and I think one my right lung like com- was completely like dead for a while. Um, wow. I didn't think it was that bad at the time, but after mm-hmm. I left the hospital, back and I was like, oh. Like, that was bad. And just why I'm bringing this up is because uh, I spent, mm-hmm. like, a total of uh, one week in the hospital. Wow. And majority yeah. of that one week was in the ICU. Yeah. 
And again, not that it's anywhere near being paralyzed, but I was bedridden. Still, yeah. Um, I I had to call the nurse every time I had to use the toilet. Yes, meaning, yes. Meaning, they just, gave, meaning yeah. they just gave me like a little container for me to do my business in. And <laughs> at one point, I asked the nurse, like, how do I do my number two? And she said, she told oh, me. And I, was, I know. When I, heard, I, heard, I was like, when I heard that, I was like, I'm just not going to do it for one week. <laughs> Let's oh, see how long I can do it. So basically, um, again, why I'm bringing this up is because, uh, mm. again, not that I know what it's like to be paralyzed, but I definitely know what it's like to be helpless in that sense yes. where I, certain things I, I could do, I could not do anymore. It's as simple as walking. And uh, mm-hmm. because I was bed rest on bed rest for three days. I mean, I didn't walk for three days. And uh, a nurse had wow. to come and like hold my hand and walk with me because I, I, my legs and so anyways so I'm in so that, sorry i'm glad that, you're okay now yeah no worries but uh in that um, week or two that you know i was like damaged if you will i definitely mm-hmm. had that feeling like it's it, it's it's a blessing for me to even be able to run and walk and stuff like that that when i get out of this hospital i swear i'm never gonna not that i did anything to put myself in that position but i'm definitely gonna yeah. take take Same. life yeah like definitely not take it for granted because just in a, mm-hmm. in a second it can all just disappear and i could be paralyzed like which is yeah, honestly yeah. Worse than being dead because like what if i'm paralyzed forever and like exactly being dead, being dead is one thing but being paralyzed like think of like yeah. the simplest shit that, that i could, couldn't do was as easy from you know having to go to the bathroom and breathing i couldn't breathe on my own i had to use um, the, the little machine thing so God. i guess uh obviously mm-hmm. you definitely felt the same way if not more but could you mm-hmm. take me through like into detail a little detail of like oh, yeah. how your of mind course. your mindset your mindset when you were in you know because you couldn't move so like how did that how yes. did you take that into account of you like did you mm-hmm. did you think that uh okay i need to change my life from here now or what was that like yeah so when the doctor told me and my family i couldn't walk I just didn't believe it, you know, yeah. even though, I mean, I couldn't walk at all, you know, and I couldn't move and it was extremely uncomfortable. Like, you know, having this surgery and this metal thing in my back, like my body, oh, and I couldn't even move my legs. You know, if I wanted to like put my leg on the pillow or whatever, I had to call the nurse, you know, to yeah. move my legs for me. Like it was just, yeah. But then um, when the doctor told me that I couldn't walk, I actually... Like, I just didn't accept it, like, accept it in my mind, you know? So I always said to myself that I will start walking again. Like, I will, you know, and he told me I had to, so then he told me I had to do all these things. Like, I had to wear this brace. I had to be on a wheelchair. And I just, like, I mean, there's something that just didn't accept it in my mind, you know? And I'm very fortunate that, like, it all worked out somehow. But then, um, yeah, every day it was very painful you know and it's very slow especially like mm-hmm. looking at the clock like moving every day exactly you know, yeah, yeah, yeah i know on that bed, bro. yeah and uh, just like um a, a little side topic uh they took away my mm-hmm. phone for the first few days i was in the hospital so i had nothing to do oh, yes. like, literally, like literally i had nothing to do. like i just looked like in the icu yeah yeah i was in the icu mm-hmm. so like uh you know number one uh, my family and friends could only visit me certain hours. Yeah. I didn't have my phone at first, but after a while, like when mm-hmm. as I was getting ready, they gave it back to me. 
and mm-hmm. um, it was just so. And also, another thing, I didn't, I couldn't shower on my own. Someone had to shower me. Yeah, like, oh my god, so it's just, like really uncomfortable, dude. Yeah, so <laughs> just I feel like it's fair to say that obviously mm-hmm. this 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 hospitalization really affected you physically, but mentally, yeah. how did you how were you able to? Because if I couldn't walk, I I could just imagine myself being like, "What's even the point? If I can't walk, what's even the point of trying?" Because like, yeah. can you? Like, as I'm looking at myself now, I'm just waving my hands around, and it's like effortless. And from going from that yeah. to not even being able to lift a finger, it must like destroy your mental. So how did you? How did you deal with that and like overcome that? Especially because I've seen mm-hmm. uh, photos, not photos, photo a photo of you like you know like um on the treadmill trying to walk again and stuff like that and you look yeah. very about it so like how did you you know deal with the the mental aspect of being paralyzed so okay so when i was paralyzed right um mm-hmm. obviously okay when the doctor told me i would be paralyzed for some reason you know i told you that my mind just didn't accept the information and also i think after like a horrible accident things are just not working, you know? So my brain, like, wasn't really working. So I couldn't really process the whole thing. But then I also think that anybody that is not in the situation would think that they would be really powerless. But then when you get into situations like that, you have no um, choice but to be strong. Mm, You know what I mean? It's like a Mm -hmm. life or death thing. So I think in that moment, I could not think about myself being paralyzed for life. You know, I had to... Like, for some reason, like, my brain just, like, really, really... Because it was, like, a um, do-or-die thing. Yeah, definitely. You know? yeah. So, yeah, so my brain just, like, really told me that I would be able to walk, like, really, really soon, you know, and I wouldn't even wear the brace. And it was just really weird, <laughs> but it all worked, you know. And then especially, it was really difficult when I was, like, bedridden for maybe two weeks, and then I yeah. had to sit up again, you know, for the first time. And it was difficult, like, even sitting up to eat, you know? Mm, Definitely. I was really nauseous. Even, okay, when I took my first step in physiotherapy, like, after two weeks of being bedridden, I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to start walking again? Because it was so difficult to start walking again. Yeah. And having to teach yourself something that, like, you learned, you know, 17 years ago. Exactly. 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 Yeah, my my mental health was pretty bad, you know, sometimes I would be like, why did you do this to yourself, you know, because it was essentially my fault. Mm -hmm. So you were able to look back and think like, I can't blame anybody else but myself or the person that drove the car. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I did, of course, like I wanted to blame the driver, right? But I mean, you know, it's like... You have to, I guess, everyone should be vigilant on who mm-hmm. they're spending time with. Definitely. You know? So if they're surrounded by people who are disturbed, emotionally disturbed people and like mm-hmm, drinking mm-hmm. every day and, you know, indulging in substances, like just, you know, do not like obviously hang out with those people because bad things will happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was a lesson for me, actually. I can't fully blame him because I genuinely think that it was meant to happen to me. To like, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it was like something drastic was meant to happen to completely change like my mind frame, you know? Yeah, okay. And um, just, I feel like um, after 
hospitalization, like post the hospital and stuff like that. Yes. Um, can I assume that like you didn't just recover, like just like it was from bed and you straight away healed? Mm-hmm. Did you go through like like uh one step forward, two steps back? Did you ever like nothing's working? Like after you recovered, and did you ever fall back into like that state of mind that you were before? You got out of the oh, hospital. You mean or... emotionally or physically? Emotionally. 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 Oh, and yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, it was way worse, you know, because yeah. having this huge trauma, you know, transpire for someone and then going yeah. back to normal life, mm-hmm. you know, it's really hard to recalibrate. So Definitely. I think for me, it took me like maybe two years for the emotional healing. But then I did mm-hmm. like fully, like full, full healing. But then... Obviously, I did like do um, I did go to you know a treatment center and everything else, in within six months, and I went to uni. So I mean, but yeah, but I mean, it takes long, you know, to feel like completely normal again. Yeah, I don't think yeah. Anyone can feel completely normal, actually. Yeah, def- definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Definitely, like, uh, obviously, you went to rehab and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. uh I'm not. I'm not really gonna talk about that. Let's talk about the further parts of your life like for yeah, first drop, dropping out of uni and stuff mm-hmm. which um i feel like like i said uh in the intro of this podcast um mm-hmm. it's definitely a very very brave move to do in this age because like mm-hmm. i like um like i said doing uni and stuff like that obviously it's not the best way and all that but people recognize it as like the safest way so yes doing it and stuff like that regardless of whether you have a plan or not to me it's definitely a brave thing to do and honestly i'd never be able to i wouldn't be able to do that or make that myself unless i knew for a fact that i have something waiting for me or something that is work on something like that Mm -hmm. so again i give credit to you because i mean again regardless of whether you had a job or something doing that Mm -hmm. you know whatever you had planned out for you it could have not worked and obviously it did yeah, but yeah. doing that and again, like I keep saying, we're the same age. So putting <laughs> myself in your shoes and vice versa, something like that I'd just never be able to come to that decision. Like I try doing both things at once, regardless of whatever it is I'm pursuing or something like that. So take us through mm-hmm. your your mindset yeah. and just mm-hmm. how do you decide from because okay, before you start, I feel like everybody can agree that nobody likes to study and read books and do tests and all that. So <laughs> I feel like um, it's, it's it, it, it definitely, nobody likes to do all that. But again, there's certain mm-hmm. people that are going to do something about that. There's certain people that are not going to do something about that, which is yeah, fair, a fair point. It's not good or bad. But again, mm-hmm. how did you decide that, like, I can't do this anymore or something? Because I, I'm assuming you didn't drop out of uni because of, like, something. You definitely didn't like it, right? Or, yes, of yeah, course. So just you know, take me through that process and yeah. Okay, sure. Well, I definitely wanted to be very successful and a high performer, right? Before mm-hmm. I went to university. Yeah. Uh, so this was in September 2018, right? So then yeah. I went into university and I wanted to like exert all this energy I had, but then the classroom was so like, um, what's the word? tight <laughs> I don't know if that's the word but you know it was like I couldn't be my best self like I couldn't make the most money I couldn't really yeah. learn the things that I wanted to learn like financial freedom how to have multiple streams of income coming to me like you know how to be mm-hmm. free mm-hmm. more so 
you yeah, know, and I just... for you, um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, uh, again, a little relevant, but uh, I read this quote from uh, Steve Harvey, that, that bald dude mm-hmm. on Family Feud or whatever. Um, he, he said that um, college mm-hmm. and nine to five or something like that deprives people yeah. of their purpose and their potential yeah. on earth. Because how can you, I don't think an accountant was yeah. born to be an accountant that doesn't make sense like this mm-hmm. person could have been uh, who knows this person could have been something like a like a like an athlete or something that he would actually love doing but again, yeah. because of reality because of like you know the modern sense of reality which is you know you have you dreams are not worth pursuing and they never work yeah, out some people just, yeah some people just some people have to do it like i mean i get yeah. I, I definitely understand the whole uh you know if you work for it you'll get it and stuff but some people again are just not able to be brave enough which is again not a bad point um yeah. to, to let go of their dreams and so and so and so but again just depriving mm-hmm. people of, their, of the purpose of their true purpose and their potential so did you feel like you know you were being mm-hmm. deprived of that as you said um just your yeah that you felt mm-hmm. like sucking like the you know the, the potential out of you like what you yeah. can actually and i'm stuck here remembering like remembering a book and vomiting it out on a test exactly and yeah okay so you, you definitely know, felt it, yeah. you can go on sorry about that yeah no 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 it's fine i mean to help whenever but yeah i mean that's exactly how i felt so yeah you know i was deprived like every day and it was sucking the life and the vitality out of me you know yeah. and i was 18 so i was like you know i should really utilize this time to like network and do other things i like find out what i really love right Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, every day was like really boring in university and I didn't really connect with anybody because nobody else was on the same wavelength. Like everyone was fine yeah. with just yeah, going yeah. to class and just like getting exactly, it. fine. exactly. Like, it's completely yeah. fine. It's like really dependent on you as a person, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so how did you first mm-hmm. dip into first dip into like you were involved in now and yeah forex and like you know obviously mm-hmm. i used to it didn't happen overnight so how did you first your first mm-hmm. little dip your toes into the pool that is forex or you know whatever it is you're doing right now so how did you decide from like you know i don't want to mm-hmm. do this uni stuff i'm gonna go into that kind of stuff because you did do internships here and there and yeah you know, what, did you, what did you learn from doing that and yeah just mm-hmm. first dip into that industry and yeah so, okay, so definitely when I decided to drop out in April 2018, I was, like, the Forex idea was thrown at me, like, maybe from January, you uh, know, 2018. So, I was, like, uh, oh, 2019, sorry. So, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, yeah, so then from there, I was very fortunate to have people who were Forex trading around me, and then I could learn from there, but then obviously dropping out of university and I did cut my parents off for like six months so I Mm. was broke you know for six months because I was really trying to figure out this forex trading thing you know and then um yeah so this was like the whole of last year actually and then when I started stabilizing myself after six months you know and then I applied for internships and everything in Malaysia yeah so then, yeah, and then I learned more about Forex trading. But then now I actually personally stopped Forex trading. And now I'm just an investor. Yeah, and just, I, mm-hmm. I don't know much about 
um, forex or investing or something like that. But uh, I feel mm-hmm. like it's all, it's pretty obvious that you do pretty well for yourself. And like all I can yeah, say, like I just have to give you congratulations because again, it's like you you went broke for six months or almost broke or whatever it is. So you definitely did yeah. your fair share of um hardship, and it wasn't. I I can assume that it wasn't definitely easy at certain points and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So just. We're not getting. I'm not going to go into too much detail over the what mm-hmm. you do and like that. But um, mm-hmm. again, like I said, it's definitely clear that you do very well for yourself. And thank you. Some people, some people might even consider that um, you've made it in life already. But amidst oh. all the success that you're enjoying right now, mm-hmm. are there still things that you're striving towards now? Oh, of course. You know because yeah. this. I mean, all the things that came on my past, like the investing, the real estate, like I was just very fortunate you know mm-hmm. but then um i actually do want to dive into business more and actually i'm intending on like having my own company and all these yeah. things so yeah but that's later on and yeah, def- yeah that's def- what i'm planning to do for myself and are there still any personal goals mm-hmm. or you know problems not problems but like little things that you want to settle in your in yourself like just mm-hmm. personal little you know how they say like um are you complete as a person so like mm-hmm. are there things that you're striving for not just on the you know business perspective but also just mm-hmm. for yourself well it's definitely to not be so negative and hard on myself you know sometimes mm-hmm. when people go through trauma or they put themselves through like really hard times they're very hard on themselves you know and i think i'm too hard on myself sometimes mm-hmm. and i just have to like relax you know yeah, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. but that's just something i would strive for just being like happy and content with whatever i've achieved in the, in the moment right like just be happy like yeah. the future will come and the past that's already got yes. yeah so obviously you've achieved a lot in your life from number one overcoming being paralyzed definitely not easy to just do that because uh, <laughs> again um again a little bit irrelevant but i saw this quote mm-hmm. from this movie again it's not yes. a or anything but i took inspiration from it this movie called last christmas with henry golding emilia clark blah blah but basically mm-hmm. in that movie henry golding he said that to emilia clark he said that um people are so caught up i don't i'm not gonna exactly quote him but uh, just mm-hmm. the essence of what he said uh, people think that being living is so easy, uh, meaning to say like jobs and so and so and so. But I feel like people forget, tend to forget that just being alive, just breathing, just being a human is. Yes, is. I agree. So I feel like just you being able to step out of that, you know, hit space of I'm paralyzed and stuff like that is, to me, it, mm-hmm. as someone who, a very minor version of what you've went through, struggled with a little bit. It's definitely mm-hmm. like a like a huge, you know, like an achievement. So, and also mm-hmm. you managed to do something and blah, blah blah. But are there little achievements that you've made for yourself that uh, mm-hmm. you think that you know you've you've done a fair job? For example, uh, for me, it's like mm-hmm. uh, just keeping healthy, working on fitness, and just mm-hmm. you know, like being the best version of me I can be physically or like that's great but is this is this little things that it's a little thing yeah so do you have any little things in yourself that you you, you've definitely worked on that you know it doesn't have to be anything Mm -hmm. 
that made you money. It doesn't have to, yeah, just mm-hmm. anything that you think that you did a good job on that maybe doesn't get shouted on as much. Mm, I definitely think, like, as you said, it's the little practices that we do every day. So ever mm. since, obviously, whatever I went through in the past, yeah. I have, like, uh, created a new routine for myself. So my mental health would be in check. And then, you know, I would be improving every day. So this includes, like, meditation, yoga, writing, reading. And that, like, the little things that I do behind closed doors, mm-hmm. I think that's the most essential to, like, why... I even attracted any opportunities, I feel. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So long. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just as we're, you know, uh, coming to a close here, I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you two questions that are just, just has nothing to do with whatever it is that I've asked you before. Okay. The okay. first question being, who would you want to play you in a movie about yourself? Oh, wow. Like an actress? Mm-hmm. Just for the fun of it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why, but the first mm-hmm. person that came into my head was Megan Fox. <laughs> okay, I mean, I can see it definitely. Um, okay, and this, which is a good choice. Yeah, uh, and the second question is, and the, mm-hmm. the last one for today. Um, if not, if you were not doing whatever it is you're doing now, what do you think you'd be doing now? If not, yeah, for stuff like that. What do you, where, where do you think you'd be in your life right now? I would like maybe be like in the mountains, like meditating, like honestly, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. yeah, it would be something like along, like on that path. You know, if I wasn't doing business, I really would be doing something that's like just keeping me zen every day. Mm-hmm. So you would still would have dropped out of uni. Uh, that's the thing I think business was the only reason why I would drop out of uni uh, okay but, okay yeah okay. but and everything th- else yeah. no okay and just uh, as we're coming to a close here I hope people that listen to this even if one person takes inspiration for what you do because again it's definitely something that is more than respectable for you, you to yourself into and stuff like that and just for people that again didn't quite catch that you know you were heavily involved in the clubbing and the drinking and the substance yep. and blah, blah, blah. Bad guys. And, uh, yeah. you know, and you were doing this at such a young age that, you know, mm-hmm. because you were suffering, you know, certain things, certain issues that I'm sure common mm-hmm. isn't even the word to use it because I'm sure everybody goes through certain yes, issues yes. like this. So, mm-hmm. and then again, it's not just that because even if you came from that to what you are now without the accident, there's more than impressive, but the fact that you did mm-hmm. go through that and, have to <laughs> overcome it's like your own body is failing you like mm-hmm. i don't i don't think people understand and obviously i don't understand but i can imagine how tormenting mm-hmm. that must be to like your own body is denying you of this like even raising your hand and stuff so to overcome that Definitely. and to just look at life in a much more positive way but you say that you're yeah. still working on that so it's mm-hmm. just you know i hope people got your story like properly from this podcast a little bit of your life in this podcast and with that i just Mm -hmm. want to say uh thank you for joining my podcast and it's it's definitely been an honor like like i said before anybody that has been able to do anything for themselves at this age especially at this little soft period of life where you're finding yourself and you're not exactly Mm -hmm. sure what it is to do yeah yeah it's easy to get it's easy to feel lost and stuff like that and just for you to be able to 
overcome everything that I've just mentioned and turn yourself into what you are now. And again, for the final time, the fact that we are the same age, <laughs> just, just, yeah, it's definitely something to look like like up on because it's amazing and just thank you again for joining and it's definitely been an honor to thank you for hear, having me so kind. yeah again i hope the listeners got something from this but i definitely did get something from this oh so, thank you adam no worries mm-hmm. and i hope from now you know <laughs> maybe one day we can <laughs> talk more about this or anything else yeah, but anyways, thank you again definitely. for joining this podcast and i hope everybody enjoyed this episode bye-bye thank you